Are you ready? Say like that, then your toes won't hurt. (laughs) (laughs) One, two, three, and four. Welcome to my so-called healing podcast, where we are always unfiltered and unapologetic. Navigating life's messes as modern day women. I'm Brooke. And I'm Anna. And we're so glad you're here. Welcome. Welcome. Welcome to my so-called healing podcast. We are super glad you're here. There it is. There it is. I was waiting for it. The breakdown. Because it just feels... It's our jam. Oh, look. We've got a friend. Oh, the cat's in the, in the, in the zone. Featuring Nugget. Um, okay, let me try and get comfy. Sorry, the sound Listen, quality guys. is going to be not so great on this. Because I'm trying to get cozy in this little spot that we is... We are... We'll see about how it goes. <laughs> We're working on a set. We're trying to build a set. Well, we built one. This weekend's been a real fun weekend. I have been <laughs> all over been hunting. the world looking for this one table I want. And um, I don't know if any of you are like me, but like I'm, I am super creative and I am able to like pivot and stuff. But once I have like the image in my head, it's like when I'm painting or decorating, whatever I'm doing, like I will not stop until I find something at the bare minimum similar. To what the original vision was. Even if it means we go to 12 stores. I went to more than 12 stores. It was for sure more than 12. Um, we did not find it because apparently no. finding a round table is a problem. round table is asking for too much in this world. I mean, I had taken a plastic one. It's not like any of you would have been able to notice it was plastic. <laughs> um, there was nothing. So I was like super disappointed and overwhelmed and anxious Including waking up this morning, like, what are we going to do? Are we going to find it? Are we not going to find it? Like, how is this going to work? So it's a work in progress. I'd say it's a work in progress, but we've made a lot of good progress. So basically, Um, you should check out the YouTube video so you can see our cool little setup. Because it took me blood, sweat, and tears to get this thing moving, just FYI, literally. Anna stood there not knowing how to straighten the tarp at the bottom. It was... I was... Trying to help. She she helped pulling it, but my feet were. It was we needed a third person? We needed is what a we third needed. person. It was a, it was a struggle. It was definitely a struggle. But we made it. We're here, and we're glad that we're here. And we're glad that you're here. Yes, and if you haven't already, head over to Facebook and join our Facebook group and um, follow us on our webpage. And you can send us voicemails. You can send us private messages about what you want us to talk about or anything that that we've covered that you feel like we could expand on or that you mm-hmm. hate, whatever. I mean, like, like yeah, no matter what, just tell us what the things are, and um, we'll be able to communicate with you that way as well. Yes. Trying to build a community is kind of difficult. Um, it is. I don't know what I had in my mind. I think in my head it was going to be easier than it is. But I feel like we're doing good, and I feel like people yeah. are engaging – so shout out to everyone engaging because I think that's the hardest part is getting people to engage. But I also recognize that I am very much the person in a group that doesn't engage. <laughs> so trying to be the person getting people to engage, I'm like that person. The irony. Yeah, it's funny. The irony's there. It is not lost on me. Yeah, I think it's it's going in the right direction anyway. It's cultivating the vision, so that's cool. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I feel very 
empowered by the people that we have spoken to, which I think yes. is great. We're excited about where we're headed. Um, so I was going to talk today about a little bit about um, toxicity and like the in, like looping, let inability to let go. Let things go. Um, which is hard for a lot of us. Um, whether it's anxiety, whether it's attachment, whether it's whatever it is, it's hard for people to let things go. Mm-hmm. Um, particularly if you're someone who has to be right, hmm. then you're really not letting things go. I learned a long time ago, uh, in my first marriage, um, first time around that, um, you know, sometimes it's better to be happy than to be right mm-hmm. because justifying something doesn't make you happy necessarily. It right. just validates, sure, it validates that you were wronged or harmed or someone did something shitty to you. But, like, ultimately, having it justified doesn't make you happy because what happens after you get the justification and the validation of it? You're just bitter and, and you're, yeah. sitting in the justification with it. And then you're just Nobody's yeah. letting it go. No, you're just feeding into the anger or whatever it is. Yeah, I mean... There's a lot. There was a lady when I got sober, someone my age, and she would not let this dog go. This this looping thing about this dog and the ex boyfriend had the dog, and like it was like the dog, the dog, the dog, the dog. I mean, it was like relentless. And I actually had to ask my husband. I'm like. What is with this? Like, what is with the obsession with the looping with the freaking dog? Don't get me wrong. I would be crushed if I had to leave a pet. Like, that would be very hard to go through. But it was this, it's almost like fixating one thing on into the next. And she was, like, not able to let it go. There are so many people walking this earth that are like that. Will not let things go, yeah. Will not. And it makes them sick, honestly. Well, I think it's. These people are just miserable people, and so they find one thing, anything to cling to, to just, I don't know, give them an excuse to be miserable, to try to make everyone else miserable with them. I don't know, but they have to have something to always be complaining about. Well, yeah, or be sad about. I mean, there's not, it's not just complaining, yeah. like something's... Are we beyond something being wrong, you know? Are we... What is that supposed to mean? Are we beyond? Are you saying I'm this person? No, no, no. I'm saying, do you think that you don't have something that you're not letting go? Well, because I do. I'm not letting well, no. ice cream go because I started air flavor ice. I started eating them in December, and I'm going right on strong through February. But that's not a negative thing. It is for me. What's wrong about it? I sh- I'm insulin resistant. I should not be eating that much sugar. Well, it's not that much sugar in them. It's ice with some flavor on it's it. It's a lot of sugar when you eat for Like, it's a lot. Yeah, whatever. It's not good for me. You could eat a whole pint of Ben and Jerry's and you're not doing that. Well, I'm having some of Ben and Jerry's sometimes. <laughs> um, no, I, I'm just saying, like, I think we all here, at the end of the day, we're all healing from something, and we all have something that we're not letting go of. Whether yes. or not we're vocal about it, verbal about it, clinging to it, whether we're at the stage where we've sort of let it go and we're moving on, but then we don't want to move on and, and back and forth and back and forth, it doesn't matter. We're all holding on to something and unwilling to let it go. Mm-hmm. Now, I brought up the justification because... There's a current situation in my life. I live in this fun little community, um, which at first was hard to be sober, and I'm not going to lie, because there is a ton of drinking in my neighborhood. It's like a golf it's community like a and swim club, community. Like, 
And there's a lot of fun things that happen um, that, yeah, I don't care. I go because it's fun even if I'm sober. So, like, it's all fine with me. But um, there's these new people moving in. Like, people are older people are moving out, newer people are moving in. And you just find the dynamic getting different in, like, this um, – person, I'm not going to name, obviously, is just unwilling to let go of the unhappiness she has with this new house that she's purchased. Whether it's the floors or the walls or the this or the that, because they bought the house and they're redoing a lot of the stuff in the house. And there's here, the homes that I live in all need to be redone. They're built in the eighties. So everyone who moves into them re is redoing them. Like that's mm-hmm. nobody's really moving in and keeping it that you know, like for instance, my remodel that's still going on uh, twenty years later, and I feel like I'm on SpongeBob. Fifteen years <laughs> later, um, but I will. We have a half skeleton of a kitchen, We're getting there. and the it's floors are in, so it's like mm, I'm so excited. Um, it's all coming together. But the the thing is, is do what's what is this serving you? Like what's serving you in sitting in this? miserable um, space of unhappiness. Like here, if you flipped it and went from a place of gratitude, what would happen? What would, what would your journey be like then? I'm speaking directly to this person. She doesn't listen, but on the off chance, like what happens if we look at the fact that you have this beautiful home, you're about to start a family like you, you know, Mm -hmm. where is, where do things go for you when you look at things from that angle? Well, it's like the negativity breeds negativity, positivity breeds positivity. Right. But what specifically for her, I'm just curious is where, what the negativity, like what residing in it is doing for her. Well, I think I, I honestly think that it's just that she's such a miserable person. If it wasn't the house, it would be something else. It doesn't, you can. We don't know that, Anna. Actions have to happen twice for things to. I mean, I'm pretty sure. Based on the based on the things that I've heard, that's just my gut intuition. I could be wrong, but I just feel like it doesn't matter what you could put anything in its place. And there's there are people be, like that, yeah, you know? for sure. They find a problem for every solution. It, yeah, for sure. That's just she could my, be one. My two sons. She could be. It's possible. Um. And here, I I think it's just ironic. It's interesting because my neighborhood group of friends is pretty tight knit, I'd say. I mean, I'm not, I'm like really, I'm very close with one of my neighbors, Mm, two for sure. Um, And three, I, I interact with three on a regular basis, right? Three women. But then there's like this, out a larger like group. larger group, and then it's like, oh hey, like, and then you talk. No, and, I'd say you guys are fairly like, yeah, yeah. Everyone gets along. So when you have someone coming in and just talking trash about the house that they bought and the people who live there, like it's just not. It just drags down this the event or the mood. Well, you yeah, know, it's that negativity. It's that, like you said, toxicity. Yeah, it's hard. And it's hard. So I have a neighbor who's put some boundaries up. I'm not going to state what they are, but they're pretty firm. And 
uninviting. <laughs> um, and then I just see I'm like in this weird zone too because I'm not living in the sub yet. Right now I'm living with my parents, so like I'm like I feel like I'm always going yeah, on a field of, trip, like visiting. Yeah. Like I had an event at my friend's house the other night, and I she does these parties and like Botox and like all this stuff, and I was like, oh yeah, I don't need to leave till like. Seven, and then I was like, "Oh wait, I'm like ten minutes away. No, I gotta go. Like, um, I'm not you're down like, the street. Yeah, you're you're outside of it. You're a little my little pocket of yes. the the world, I guess we'll call it. But it's been um, it's been interesting just stretching myself. And here, this person that's new and and com- not complains, who won't let things go, also doesn't know much about me because. She hasn't really given me an opportunity to share much about myself because she's busy showing pictures and talking about her house, which is also a turnoff for people. You know, I talk a lot, but I'm also really good at just listening a lot, which, you know, I think that's why people just like word vomit stuff to me, you know, Um, because I can sit and just listen and just Mm -hmm. mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and I don't know. Maybe that's where she feels that I need to fit right now. But I just hope that people really work on switching the if you're looping something that's negative if you're unable to move to a positive attitude then try and find something like something to be grateful for man like it's hard even my husband's group he's got this now i shouldn't <laughs> i hear not anything like like the beginning like if i'm walking through i have to where we're at right now is i have to like it's not centrally he's like not in a good spot place all the time like people can't go in the kitchen after you know once these things start but like I'll hear the beginning and I love that my husband starts every one of his groups like and these are large groups but like hey introduce yourself tell us why you're here and what you're grateful for and this guy was like hi I'm so and so I don't remember the name and you know stress and blah 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 and then he's like and I'm still working on trying to find out what I'm grateful for but I'm working on it so I guess I'll say group today. And I was like, you know what? That guy like gave it a shot, right? Yeah, like, I was like, good. Something. Then the next guy, I'm grabbing my bag and I've like actually busted out laughing because the next guy's like, hi, I'm so-and-so. I'm here for dot, dot, dot. And I'm grateful because I got a warm pizza being delivered in 10 <laughs> minutes. And he was like so excited. And then the whole group, my husband's group, they all start chiming in. You got, you better not be getting pineapple on that pizza. Like it was like so funny. I was dying. Listen, I am always grateful for a warm pizza that I'm about to smash. So I feel that. They were I like feel that. These like adults, right? Like it's just so funny because it's like instantly childlike. Like they're like, I'm gonna come over. I'm grateful. Oh, I'm gonna go over pizza. and eat so and so's pizza. Or mm, sounds like it's gonna be a good pizza. And that sparked the guy who went before him to be like, you know what? I'm grateful for his pizza. Like everyone, it lightened the mood and it just coming from a place of gratitude. Well that's the thing too is I've I've heard this thing in the past. Um, I think it was our our ex girl, Rachel Hollis. But one of the things I did take away from her a lot was uh, writing a gratitude list for the small things that you're grateful for, not like the big things. Like I'm grateful for the roof over my head, or I'm grateful for you know like the big things we always knee jerk go to. Don't think so. <laughs> but when you point out the small things like I'm grateful for my cup of coffee in the morning or I'm grateful for I don't know something small and random that happens during the day 
it teaches your brain to look for those things throughout the day. So then you start noticing them when they're happening. And then it's like a, a trickle-down effect. At the end of the day, though, isn't it the little things that make up the big things in our thousand lives? percent. I mean... It's hard. I think coming from a place of complete catastrophe when I started doing gratitude lists, and it's very common in AA, shouldn't have said AA, 12-step program, whatever, um, it's like really common practice to write what you're grateful for, three things. And um, that's how I started when I got sober. It was three things. And I can remember sitting there like, I am grateful for nothing. Yeah. Like I had, I mean, always my daughter, because I had one daughter at the time, always Gabby, like, would always, and then it was like, what else am I grateful for? I don't know. I don't know if I'm grateful. Nothing. Mm-hmm. hate where things are. I hate where I'm at. I'm, you know, starting at this turning point. My life is total shit right now. <laughs> um, and it felt difficult to think of things. a cup of coffee mm-hmm. or a shower, a hot shower, you know. Um, Now, today it's easier for me to think of small things and not big things, so that's kind of funny, the way that that's worked itself out. But I think that, yeah, she had a, you know, gratitude is fear cannot live in the same space that gratitude exists. It's not possible. It's actually scientists. It's scientifically proven that, like, if you're anxious and you're fearful about something and you're, you know, you're thinking about it, like, if you sit in gratitude, like fear and gratitude cannot reside in the same space. So um, it's better to be grateful than live in fear of and worrying of what may or may not happen and potential outcomes. Happens a lot financially for people with, uh, you know, you really get like afraid, like with money and fear creeps up very easily because it's, um, I mean, it's, but you know, your livelihood, et cetera. Like well, it can be, I'm either going to lose this or I'm not going to lose this or I'm going to have this or I'm not going to have this. Um, we were just having that conversation the other day about finances because I said that like I'm trying to find that line of obviously not coming from like a lack negative standpoint view of money, but also realistic of like this is where I'm at financially. You know, and finding that line. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of, a, a, I'm still trying to figure that one out. It's hard. I used to um, wake up and worry about money. I still occasionally, it's been a very long time since if I've had to do that. Jeff, your husband is so good about not worrying about money ever. Yeah. I mean, he will be like, we're going to be fine. My husband has a faith that in the universe and in God, I mean, that's how we are. But like he does, he believes like, have we ever been, we've never been destitute. It's always shown up. It always comes through. Quit worrying. Like it's going to be fine. And I'm always like, going to be fine. I got to pay the dance studio. I got to pay that, you know, like, and then he's like, Brooke, it's going to be fine. It's what money comes work through me effortlessly. Like he has this whole, he does these whole affirmations every single day. And you know what? They haven't failed us. So lately when I start, Spiraling because a home remodel is very expensive, and I feel like every time I turn around, I'm more money money being spent. Um, He is very good about being like, you know, it's going to be fine. Like, there's where we spend it; it just comes right, like it comes right back through. And like, don't worry about it. Replace that's an affirmation I saw earlier. Like, 
the whatever the money I spend is replaced easily or something like that. Yeah, I mean, and, and he'll be like, "What? Why worry about it? Yeah. Why would you?" Which is so true because, and I will get, I will stress the fuck out about money, but even when I've been make like in the worst of places financially, I have always figured it out. Yep. So, like, why do we so easily get stuck in that stress? negative looping well it's scary and then you start doing things that are unnecessary because you know like it's not and then you just feed it you just constantly are feeding into that yeah and i think i don't know my dad once told me um i was worried about money or something he was like don't why worry about money you either have it or you don't worry about your health if you're going to worry about anything. Worry about keeping yourself healthy and like moving and and flexible. And he's like, you either have the money or you don't. It's this or that. You can call companies and tell them you don't have it and you need extra time. Whatever it is, you you either can pay it or you can't. There is no in between. That's the way it is. So quit worrying about it. And like, you know, my family went bankrupt when I was a kid. My dad's business went, he had a bad business deal and then, I mean, I've had money and not money and kind of with Jeff, it's been a steady kind of in, we've started from one place and we're in a different space now in a better way, which is good. Um, Cause if I think back on how far even he and I have come financially, it's, a, it's way different. I mean, he, my husband is the hardest worker and the most dedicated, like, his work ethic is like something. Oh, it's unmatched. I like, I cannot, he can get up at 7 a.m. And he has, he is meant to be on this earth to help people yeah. like that. And he knows that that is his purpose. And he, if he has to have a session at seven and he goes till 10, 30, 11 at night, he will do that. And I'm always like, what? <laughs> no, not happening. Well, you were saying the other day, I can't, might've been about finances again, but you were saying the other day, that you were looking back at like intentions you had written down a while ago and mm-hmm. saw that like what you had written down are what is true for you right now. Yeah. So I need to be grateful for it. That was a check, reality check for myself. <laughs> I was having a bed. I wanted to be buried in a hole because my life, <laughs> life is like, it's very difficult. And I try not to complain because I recognize this is self-induced, difficult with a remodel. But when people tell you it's like really hard, you don't, I'm like, yeah, okay, well, eight weeks, like how hard can it be? It's very hard. Okay. Self-induced to a degree, but that doesn't take a, like it also doesn't minimize the stress and the fucking ridiculousness that some of this has been. Yeah. Which, but there is, again, that line, always finding that fucking line. But yeah. that line between, yes, some of the stress is valid and bitching about it, but not getting pulled into that spiral. Yeah. And I think I do a good job. And I mean, I react always because that's who I am. But like, I do do a good job of being like, I can't with this anymore. Mm-hmm. Moving on. No, and then I do. find the next thing to flip out about. So <laughs> there's like, you know. That's my There's day. There's always something to focus on. One about. wave after the There's other of something. what is going on today. Um, but I do think that when you are unable to let things go, it's a control issue and you would be very well off to look at some of the reasons that you, Why you might be holding on to things. Is it um, out of fear of whatever? Usually it's a fear based, just off of how we habitually live. So, um, but asking yourself the questions like, why can't I let this go? Like, why? 
am I obsessing about this? I have been so obsessively, I, I mean, I have had moments in my life where the thoughts and the obsessions, it's like, I mean, I you have been like, do I need to check yourself. myself yeah. into a facility to like make the looping thought stop? Because it's so hard to snap out of mm. when you are in it. And it's like, oh my God, I got to do something to get myself out of this. Get out of the house. Go do something for other people. I mean, that's, well, that's so what I was going to ask you. What do you do to get out of that? But you just answered that. So Yeah. Well, and you know, oh, you were going to ask for them because you yes, know what I, I do. I know um, what you do, but I was going to ask. Like, yeah. So I mean, I do? get out of, I have to get out of first, first and foremost, the easiest way to stop a looping thought for a little bit of time is to remove yourself from the environment in which you're in, whether that's 10 minute walk, going to a store, Going, I mean, I have like this store is my happy place. I'll walk around without even buying things. I just like it, For sure you know. Is your happy place. So like, um, but like getting out of your environment and then coming back, and if the thoughts are there again, then like, hmm, who can I reach out to that maybe I could be of service to today? And just here, check in with, yeah, like call a friend and just be like, hey, like, how's it going? I was thinking of you. Yeah. What's going on? And I'm a big believer in volunteering your time to help other people. I thankfully have AA, so it's very easy for me to give back to people freely and uh, willingly, like without having to search for it. Mm -hmm. But um, anywhere that you can volunteer your time, anywhere that you can be of service, if anything that you can do, buy a cup of coffee for someone and wait around to see their reaction on the inside of the store, not on the outside. You know, I... um, I just believe in getting out of your own head because my head is a dangerous neighborhood when I'm in it for too long and it's not a good place for me to reside in like all day. I've got to get out, go to work, get out of the lane, get out of the lane. Mm -hmm. Um, And helping other people is single-handedly. Well, I think that's a problem for everybody. Their head is the worst place to be. Well, yeah. I mean, I can't imagine anybody being in a good place stuck in their head no i mean unless you're a narcissist and super self-absorbed and think you're the bomb.com i mean yeah, I yeah don't. but then they're fucking delusional so <laughs> what's the matter i mean yeah i don't know <laughs> i have a friend who, <laughs> who will text me and she'll be like sometimes i worry if i'm a narcissist and i'm like the fact that you're worried that you're a narcissist means you're not a narcissist. So I think you're good. <laughs> yeah. And by the way, like narcissism, there are narcissistic traits and then there's narcissism also. But literally the fact that you're questioning means you're not a narcissist. So I think you're good. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. But yeah, I think just, you know, doing things for other people helps. I hope that... And grounding yourself in grat It's such a... I know it's such a cliche thing. Everyone says it, but it is, it's cliche for a reason because it works. Grounding yourself in gratitude and it's the law of attraction, right? Like once you start seeing things you're grateful for, you're going to start seeing them more. Now, yes, that's true. But you could be someone who is in a really bad spot and so finding something to ground yourself in gratitude with, you could hear that and be like, it's fucking bullshit. Like, click, turning off. But, like, if you're in a spot where, like, you can't even think of uh, catastrophic loss, grief, depression, major depression disorder, bipolar, mentally mental illness in one big category. But, like, if you're in a space where you can't ground yourself in it. Um, There's got to still be, just be though, try to, like, one thing. 
right? There's there's got to be at least. Well, right, but you day. have some people who struggle to get the fuck out of bed, Anna. Like they can't. No, I like know. they're not like dealing with like what am I? They have are, but if they're being open to the idea of grounding yourself yes. in gratitude, would be like one positive step into living in gratitude because it's hard. Well, it's hard for people in the world the way it is right now currently with shit getting shot down in the sky and the Michigan, Chinese and whatever yeah, in North Dakota. Fine. Like, you don't live here or anything. But like, I mean, it's fucking hard for people. It's hard for me and I've been doing it for 12 years. Like it's hard some days to wake up and want to be grounded. It's the easier choice is always, oh, always, always to, to be, be angry and pissed and off to be, and annoyed and bitching 100%. You're cutting me off because you've had wine. I am. You're literally cutting me off. <laughs> Continue. <laughs> um, no, I think that if you, honestly, if you want to be negative, that's the easier choice. If you want to be angry, that's the easiest choice. If you want to be bitter, it's easy. It's easy to be bitter. I could be pissed off all day long at everything. Like the lady who was driving like a dickhead today almost caused an accident. Like, I mean, there's a million and one things that are going to pop up in your day that you have a choice. Do I let this bother me and fester or do I let it go and move the fuck on? Mm -hmm. I like move the fuck on. Maybe that's a sign we should get. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's just, it's the way that you're able to sort of not regret the things that you say, do feel like looking backward, you know, trying to be not a dickhead and angry all the time. And here, like I said, when I, this person may, maybe does have justifiable anger. I don't know, but I learned very early on in my journey to self, if you, that's what you want to call it, like just because it's justifiable doesn't make it right for you to feel it. And it's actually more potent and more dangerous for you when it is justifiable because you don't need to twist things. It's there, the evidence, right, that you have a reason to be angry and somebody wronged you, what are you going to do with that information? Are you going to allow that to cause you to self-sabotage daily and fuck up your life and be angry and mad and lonely and isolated? Or are you going to say, yeah, I do have a reason to be mad, but I mean, I can't sit in it. I can't swim in it. Yeah. I mean, I think it's kind of like what we talked about last week with, um, than making the choice and being aware. But I think part of the problem is that, like you said, it's easier to sit in the negativity and the anger. And also, I don't know, people just don't take a second to be aware that they're doing that. No, you could have someone who finds a problem for every solution. Exactly. That that's the way they've been their whole life. But in their head, they think they're justified, right? And it's kind of like they very much live in that mentality of like everyone's out to get them or every like that's just their way their life goes. Everything goes wrong. This is just the way that it is. And they don't take a second. I, I think they don't even know how to think differently. Yeah, no, I don't think they do. I mean – and that isn't necessarily victim mindset either. Like that's just 
programmed conditioning. how you, yeah. you know, have learned to handle that's the tools you were given to handle like coping skills, you know, like that's what you use is to be angry and bitter. And I don't know if that's what you saw, I mean, say that's how your mom handled things, you know, like gen- so many things go into that. Mm-hmm. I feel like eventually one of these days we'll have to get into generational trauma because I feel like that's like a huge thing that we don't even think about the conditioning and the way that things are passed down to us, the way that we handle situations, the things we believe, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, God, that's sour. Sorry. Um, yeah. That's my two cents. Um, okay, so we're running out of time. I just was, like, trying to figure out where we were sticking at. It's like they're any two minutes. You guys, because I just like talking. I could talk, talk all day. I know. We could talk all day. Also, I realized that we forgot the cards again. Oh, I can see them from here, but You have I... one job. <laughs> I give you one responsibility. Oh, listen. <laughs> I'm going to call bullshit on that one, but. <sighs> I can see them from here. No, it'll be too clanky. Anyways, you guys, join the Facebook group if oh, you want more of this hot mess. Live. Damn it. So, um, join the group. Yes. We're trying to grow it. So, join it. We, have, we do have good, there's good conversations happening. There are. Join it. And we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Thank <laughs> you.